Got some tiny metal cups in my cupboard Barely open, I try to cope with the things I discovered The vinyl covers on guest couches Now we're coming in, memories. it's Friday night it it's right. my heritage the boy Sus Barman Tracks called Tiny Metal Cups Off his latest output Thank you, I love you <laughs> Yeah, Sus we love you too, to Sus yeah. <laughs> Sus knows how to set the vibes still tiny, tiny Metal Cups, let's talk about that for a quick second Doesn't all drinks just taste better in these tiny metal cups? What, what, what kind of, what, I think so, what tumblers yeah, No, bro. no, it's not tumblers well, the tiny metal cup is a tumbler. Let's see. Let's let's do the thing. What's the what is the word for them right now? Let me let me see. Tumbler is the big one. That's the right. one with the, the longer one. With, yeah. with, right, the, right. with no edge. Is there a specific name for the one that you? There is. There is. There is. I I didn't know that. I I, don't know. I, I, no? I know. I know which one you're talking about because it's at my grandma's house. And yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I use. But I don't know what they're the called. name of it. When I tell you guys right now, you're gonna be like, oh, I knew it. All right, okay. let's hear it. A pony fam Oh right. Come on. You don't know about a pony. I still didn't. You put a little bit of tea in the pony, like one gulp. Yo, I. My thing is about the party. It's a classic, tiny metal cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's epic still. That is not enough of a cup, fam, to keep you hydrated, bro. What are you drinking <laughs> out of this pony, fam? Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, must have been a water shortage back home. You know, <laughs> where they're like, "This is all the water you get." Pony kula tiny kuri jude apni evile hamat bola. That's legit, though, bro. That's true. Anything cold with that? Oh, mm. oh yeah, because yeah. you know, crazy though, because like whether it's the whether it's the pony or the tumbler. You, you know when it's cold, the the the, the cup gets yeah, like frosty, yeah. foggy, foggy, frosty. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yo, it's a move, That's man. It we might we might have to bring it back this summer. We might That's have true. to. But what we're bringing back tonight is the after hour show mm-hmm. on one two point seven East FM. Mm-hmm. This is Matt. This is Cipher, and it's your girl Moni. How's it going, guys? It's we're going good. all right. It's a Friday night. Yep. Yes, sir. Friday night. Another guest. Mm-hmm. Another guest. But this time we actually have a very special guest. I mean, all our guests are special, but this one is special specifically because we're going to be talking about tumbleness, right. being tumble. You know, Basically. we un- unapologetically tumble out yes. here in the after hour show. Mm-hmm. So, what better way than to push that agenda <laughs> per mm-hmm. se? That's what's up. Then talk about the history, the, the origins. We're going everywhere tonight. We're going right. everywhere. Yeah. Specifically touching base on what happens back in the Sri Lankan state to. Tumble people. So without further ado, Moni, you want to maybe tell us about who do we have tonight on there? So ladies and gentlemen, we have got Mario Aruldas, who is the strategic advisor of Pearl and is also a PhD student at SOAS University within the political department. Mario has conducted several research trips to the Tamil homeland, where he has worked on reforms, militarization and obstacles to domestic prosecution of crimes related to the ethnic conflict and much more. Mario, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. Doing good, man. Thank you for asking. Um, First of all, before we start, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule. We are very aware that you must be very busy. And so thank you so much. That's all right. No, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, appreciate your time for sure. So let's get straight into it, Mario. You're coming from Pearl. I think we've we've given a brief introduction to our listeners beforehand. But Mm -hmm. maybe uh, you tell us straight from yourself, like, what is Pearl and what is it that you guys do? Um, I'll start with a bit of history of how Pearl started um it was started by some students in in the us who um after the tsunami wanted to do aid relief work in 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 the territory that was then uh, held by the ltt and several students traveled back and spent time in the vanni to to attempt to do this work but uh, i i guess they what they found there is that this sort of aid um development uh, work um faced several obstacles in Sri Lanka, which were rooted in the politics and in the um, ethnocratic nature of of the state. 
And so, and that's why, you know, in our name, the word relief is still there, mm-hmm. but um, it, it, it changed somewhat to focus more on political advocacy. And it, it developed from there to, to target first U.S. Uh, policymakers and the U.S. government to try to influence their and shape their policy on Sri Lanka and um, have then expanded to cover uh, countries such as Canada and, and the U.K., I see. So, from what, what you're telling us, pearls mainly uh, mainly deals within the back end with uh, policies and government, and I guess past policies to directly help and benefit people back home. Or yeah, yeah, we try to shape uh, the policies that the that the states have uh, with regards to Sri Lanka. And I think, I mean, when it comes to the U.S., for example, we often see you know a very friendly relationship sometimes with with the Sri Lankan state, uh, but there are ways. Um, uh, Within, within the U.S. government, there are laws and other things that restrict the relationship with Sri Lanka. So we, we can we can use those tools to um, get our views across and and get them to focus more on a, on a human rights uh, and um, you know a, a, a political vision that that would benefit us more and uh, protect the human rights of the Tamil people on the island. Now, would you be able to give us kind of an example of what what has been what what kind of action has been taking place or what's been done? Yeah, I mean, I can I can tell you something about uh, from sure. just from the last few days. Um, the, the U.S. Congress uh, yesterday introduced a resolution that uh, urges the U.S. government to take a stronger line on Sri Lanka. And, you know, for this to happen, the Tamil diaspora groups have done uh, invaluable work um, with, uh, dra- you know, drafting the language and um, getting uh, congressional representatives to to sign on. And, uh, you know, I think this this also puts um, uh, pressure on Sri Lanka to, you know, abide by their own commitments, but, you know, our we we don't have any faith in the Sri Lankan government delivering anything. Uh, so for us, we we are definitely focused on um, international uh, mechanisms for justice or uh, ways to to find a longer term sustainable peaceful solution. Right. And Mario, just continuing from where you left off, um, is Pearl just based in the U.S. or are you branched out? So you didn't mention international. Which other countries have you targeted thus far, and how has it been? Yeah. So we we're headquartered in in, in Washington D.C. Um, and uh, I'd say the, the bulk of our advocacy work still happens there. Um, but because, you know, um, there's, uh, there's several other countries who have um, varying relationships with Sri Lanka. And because of Sri Lanka's, in, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a subject at the Human Rights Council where Sri Lanka is under scrutiny right. um, and has been so since 2012. And um, so the countries that take a lead in there are also countries that we work in, specifically the UK. Um, and uh, Canada to, to a lesser extent, Switzerland. Um, and then also we, we target the institutions themselves, so the UN Human Rights Council in Geneva and uh, the UN at, uh, in New York. Now, obviously, considering how things have been and, you know, with Sri Lanka's um, their track sheet, I, let's say, right, mm-hmm. with, with how they treat, you know, human rights issues and, like, brush things under the rug, per se, I can imagine that it must be quite a few challenges that you guys face even to push these policies to, you know, U.S. lawmakers or any of these other international countries, right? So how do you guys overcome them or, like, what, what is it that you're doing? Is it, is it a especially, conscious yeah. Especially push? being from, like, I guess the Western end and trying to implement things uh, in Sri Lanka where we are not physically present. Right. Um, so I, I see that a bit differently. I think we are actually all present in a way. Uh, in particular, we, I've, I've been on several trips uh, to the island, it's just only COVID that's put a stop to that. Um, and we have people there who we work with closely. And I think even, you know, as Tamils in the diaspora, there's still a very close connection to to the Northeast. 
and you know this idea that the that the diaspora is kind of disconnected from what's happening on the island is is, is actually a you know a Sri Lankan state talking point, right? It's in, it's not based in in the truth. Offshore, we can find disconnected people in Toronto, but we can also find disconnected people in Colombo, right? Isn't it? um, it's it's overblown sometimes, and I think um, when you look at what people are asking for, right? You know, genocide recognition. Um, international justice mechanism, you know, uh, uh, the recognition of Tamil nationhood, uh, and those sort of things, they actually overlap as in, you know, it's not like the diaspora saying one thing and people on the island are saying a completely different thing. Um, they, they do overlap. And I mean, I, th and I think we've been quite, the Tamil diaspora as a whole has actually been quite successful in um, shaping uh, international policy on Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. Now when uh, and, you know, especially, you know, we are citizens of Western countries. Um, so looking at the lens through kind of the, the Western lens, um, Sri Lanka is not a country that's kind of a, a good country, right? When you mm -hmm. think of Sri Lanka, when the states look at Sri Lanka, they think, okay, there's something wrong here. Mm -hmm. uh, this isn't good. And they, and this is also, be, you know, the diaspora's power, right? Where mm -hmm. if you look at what happened in the Tamil uh, Genocide Remembrance Day, we had, you know, MPs and uh, ministers and the prime minister here, but, you know, in so many different countries, senior government officials spoke out right. and had something to say. Right, right. And this this definitely sends a message to Sri Lanka, right? It's in the, you know, and, and this is the sort of stuff that's also encouraged and welcomed by, by Tamil people on the island. Of course. Right. So it's funny you bring that up as well, too. Just just because I, this this is at least my thought of it, and if you correct me if I'm wrong or, like, the way of thinking, like, with politicians, right, especially in countries where you know, the diaspora has a very strong hold on it where, I mean, and, and rightfully so, right? It's not like we're here unproductive for the most part. The diaspora is very productive in the countries we land in. So I think that's why we've also maybe been able to get these politicians to come out and say these, you know, mm -hmm. 10 seconds of whatever they want to say yeah. to, to appease us. I mean, yeah, it's great that Sri Lanka sees this as well too, but ultimately though, like beyond them just coming on Twitter or saying something, is this actually doing anything for us? Are we you know, um, progressing? Yeah, I think uh, and it depends again how you uh, see it, right? As in, if we if we want to have an international justice mechanism, right? We are or genocide recognition. Let's keep it simple, right? We are asking that of these countries, right? right? We're not asking it of some you know phantom body that doesn't exist, right? right we are asking right, right. it of these countries. So when we expect these countries to do it, what we what what we have done over the past twelve years is we've created this thing, right? We have created this. Um, alternative narrative to what the Sri Lankan government brings. Mm -hmm. And so for that, even the small things, even if they, we know they do it for the votes in Canada, at least, right? <laughs> right? In the US, you know, there's like the minimal presence of Tamils, but in Canada, we know they come and say, Vanakam and everyone claps and yeah, we're yeah, fine, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. I, I see that absolutely cynically. Right. But, you know, what does it do overall? It adds to it, right? So it shifts the narrative um, overall. And, you know, if, 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 if that's only like something, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that overall. I think overall it's a, it's a good thing for us, but that doesn't mean we should be happy or pleased or grateful, yes. right? Definitely. The way I see it, I, I'm, I'm a German citizen. I, you know, it's my country. Like, you know, you, you should be doing this. I'm not grateful to you for doing this. You know, you should yeah. be standing up for my rights as a German town, mm -hmm. right? And human and rights in I general. think that's where sometimes how people go a bit, you know, overboard and being and being grateful and um, <laughs> um, you know this this and I think it's a generational difference maybe as yeah. well where 
you know, our, our parents' generation often are grateful for, you know, to the countries that took them in, whereas we are a bit more, you know, right? We are like, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah. And Mario, if you don't mind, just taking a step back, and um, you've highlighted numerous important factors that um, that yeah. are to be to be stressed. But it's definitely important to discuss the importance of genocide recognition for the Tamil community itself, and I would say both externally and internally through the resources that we have within our community. And so, with that being said, there are a couple of people who genuinely have not heard of Tamil Ilam, who don't know what is genocide, what is Tamil genocide. If you can just break that down in maybe plain terms just for someone who genuinely has never heard of this entire idea this entire mm-hmm. concept that may seem like wow this happened are you sure so if you can just break that down for me um in your own words if that's okay yeah of course yeah um i mean i'm not i'm not a legal expert and i of think course. um on genocide especially there's, there's this is legal argument right. which um uh you know goes into quite detail and there's you know it's it's disputed there's a lot of people who say no this this doesn't qualify to be a genocide but i think fairly and broadly Tamil's belief it's, it's, it's a, quite rightly in my view that that it is a genocide and it's about the um, intent to exterminate right the intent to uh, exterminate a, a, a group of people um, and then acting on it and I think we, we need to take a, take a step back from that where we first need to like uh, r- recognize where we are as, as a people right so Tamil people post independence um, uh, once Sri Lanka got independence in 1948, and slightly before that, but that's when that's for the first time where there was really a cohesive political movement where Tamil people got together as Tamil people, right, and s- declared, look, we are a nation within this country that is Sri Lanka, right. Um, so for that, as a nation, we deserve certain rights. And at that point, of course, it wasn't independence; it was just you know more autonomy for the north northeastern region, which you know the, the, the Tamil region. And what the Sri Lankan state was uh, doing at the time, the single majority, of course, they have their own beliefs about what Sri Lanka is or what the island uh, represents. And in and in their ancient um, holy scriptures, the Mahavamsa, for example, it says it, it says that it's it's their God-given right, right? It's, the Buddha has declared that this island belongs to the Sinhalese, and this is where you safeguard the pure Buddhism, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, in, in, historically, and this is this is not something that's been happening for two thousand, three thousand years, right? This is something, is, is particularly in the last hundred, and even more specifically in the last fifty years, where um, the, the Sinhalese believe that this is a singular Buddhist island um, meant that anything that challenged that was a threat, right? Mm-hmm. So when it was Christian schools in the early twentieth century, maybe you know they were seen as a threat then. But then, when 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 Tamils came together more and started demanding more more uh, uh, more rights, that became a threat to the singular Buddhist nation-building state. So while Tamils were asking for rights, um, uh, the, the singular state was concretizing singular Buddhist nationalism into the state. Right. So you know the majority Sinhalese. So it would be a Sinhalese uh, majority government that would win, who would then pass discriminatory laws. Right. right? right or disenfranchise a million upcountry Tamils, right? Mm-hmm. So even before the war even started, seriously, they were acting in ways that were discriminatory against Tamils, causing Tamils to leave, but also to break up this idea of a Tamil nation, right. right? So, for example, the, the colonies, the colonization of the North and East, where they're trying to split the Northern Tamil region from the Eastern Tamil region, right? right. Which is also populated by, by Muslims. And 
that program continued, and it is those kind of uh, and any Tamil reaction to that. So the Tamil peaceful protests that happened in 56, 58, 61, they were always met with violence. Right. Right. So while Tamils were peacefully demanding their rights, the singular state always reacted with violence. Right. And the 1972 constitution really implemented kind of it says um, it's uh, the constitution changed after that, but this bit is still in there. It says it's the state's role to protect and foster Buddhism, mm-hmm. right? So what does that mean? It means, mm-hmm. you know, you can do whatever you want. If, if it's in the name of Buddhism, you can do that. And that's where you get the Sinhalese people taking temples and right. taking Tamil land and right. finding an archaeological, like an old brick and saying, oh, look, the Buddha put that there. So, you know, we're going to claim this as Sinhalese land. Yeah. That's what gave rise to the Tamil call for independence and then the war. Right. And then, of course, when, you, when it gets to, genocide more seriously it's when you know they try to physically exterminate tamil people right. not, not just killing them but also dismantling this idea that we are a nation right. um and causing you know our parents to flee right yeah 100 yeah. percent. so i have a question about yeah. that mario in terms of in your own words if you can describe to me and depending on what your opinion or view is um how do you feel about like the sri lankan national flag does it represent uh what the country stands for and what are the flaws and uh us tamil people having to now signify ourselves with the tamil elam flag rather than uh identifying with the sri lankan flag yeah and i think this is um a really important point when it comes to you know, what, what should we be doing right and you know it's about these symbols matter a lot there was a um um uh, a, a vote quite early um, where Tamil people rejected, uh, where, where there was a discussion um, in parliament in, I think, 1950 or 51, uh, but where, you know, several Tamil people rejected this, this idea of a Sri Lankan flag because that symbol, the lion, is, is a symbol of a singular king, right? You know, with the sword. And um, it, these symbols are inserted by the state everywhere, right? So if you look at the military, for example, their brigades and their... Um, uh, the battalions are named after singular kings who defeated Tamil kings, right? So it's, it's deeply rooted into the structures of the state. Mm-hmm. And the flag, that's, that's the same job, right? So when we look at the state putting out, or the cricket team or things like that, when they say, you know, Sri Lanka, one nation, and, you know, let's unite under the flag, or, mm-hmm. you know, when we see those sorts of things, those are very deliberate Microwave. things designed to, to, to bring us together mm-hmm. as one, under the umbrella of singular Buddhist nationalism, right? Yeah. right? Because they don't have pro- they don't have a problem with Tamils who accept singular Buddhist hegemony. That's right. Right? They That's just right. want Tamils to accept that this is a singular Buddhist country, right? Mm-hmm. And because Tamils have resisted that since independence, this is why we're such a big problem to them. Mm. That's why they want to exterminate us because we're, yeah, we're, and, we're like a thorn in the back, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think this is why, you know, us having alternative symbols and, uh, you know, like the Tamililum flag, but also, um, small things, right? Like how we identify ourselves, yeah. right? Like how we, you know, we, I think in Canada it's, 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 it's quite advanced in this way compared to some other countries. But I think I think time has also changed. I think when I was at university, it was quite normal for a lot of people to be like, oh, I'm, I'm British, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's right. That, it doesn't really happen anymore. I don't know yeah. if you've noticed yeah, yeah. on social media and things like that. People don't put up the Sri Lankan flag anymore, right? Yeah. It's not it's not seen as ours anymore. And I think that's, that's crucial, right? That's really important yeah. that we create our own symbol, but we, we make the nation through our actions, right? right? So these are the sort of things that we have to continue to do. And even with those small actions, just not saying I'm a British Sri Lankan, I'm Canadian Sri Lankan, or putting that um, Sri Lankan flag 
on on social media it makes that yeah. tiniest bit of difference which that's right sets us hope which gives us you know it, even though it's small change it's um slowly but surely it's happening it's it's equivalent to like um like the the politician coming around voting time and saying you know acknowledging that there's right. a side these small things do compound yeah. definitely sure. and i think that's yeah. why it's also important that's why even we we asked you to for the breakdown of what happened back home because like i think we need to always push this that 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 story and like what the history is and like make people understand that like we we are these great people and we do I mean, one we're humans, we deserve our rights, but at the same time too, like yeah. you're not letting us excel on purpose because you see us as a threat because it's it's an in like confidence lacking in your in your ability as a people if anything, right? It's it's just interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting dynamics at play. To, to even go down to history too, I think that it, it might have been a tweet that you maybe made, but there was a recently on Twitter there was uh, circulating an image of a of a student in Jeffna who got high ranks and he mm-hmm. he, he came out as like a, a top student achieved something I don't know exactly what it was but there was some Sinhalese people re quote quote tweeting that and saying that this is uh, what was so great about the nation having peace now the Tamils can accelerate and they go above and achieve these high grounds but that's a lie because we were always doing that yeah. right. and you guys stopped yeah. us and that's why we picked up arms anyways you know that that's the yeah. I think to I'm I'm not sure who who tweeted I think it's you but pretty much the best way that it was put it was <laughs> I probably did I tweeted the yeah. stick the stick that broke the camel's back and I yeah. think that was the greatest way to put it uh, uh, and that's what you know that's what ultimately let us take off arms you know we were going peacefully and everything was fine but you mess with our education as tell people the right to study and ex- exceed then you know you you got problems yeah and I think this is where the the racism actually comes in right because it's not just oh yeah these guys are threat but it's these guys are a threat, these Tamils are a threat, yeah. right? As in these guys shouldn't be here, right? So yeah. it's um, it's in a way, and you know, people often say, oh, Tamils, you know, both sides are racist or Tamils are also ethno-nationalist. But but you know this from our families or things like people are, like Tamils are not really racist against Sinhalese, right? People mm-hmm. don't say, oh, you know, but for the Sinhalese, for example, recently there was this policeman who said, oh, you know, these people in Jaffna were eating puttu and vada and we brought them Pizza Hut and KFC. Right, mm. and that's that's kind of the attitude they have. They 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 see us in a place, and we don't we don't fit in that because of you know education or other things, um, but also just in general. I think the diaspora, for that reason, they see even more as a threat, right? Because they suddenly they see, you know, they, they there used to be this really racist trope of the uh, Tamil diaspora toilet cleans, right? Which you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Like all of you know, a lot of our families have done those sort of jobs, right? But they would use that to attack kind of the diaspora and say, "Oh, these these guys won't, you know, won't do anything." Mm-hmm. Um, but but now and so so when they see the diaspora now and kind of the things that it does, it, it, it infuriates them, right? So um, I think this is where um, their racism really shows. Right. And continuing from everything as well, the the genocide itself it's what it's it perpetrated towards the Tamil community, and despite this, the Tamil community still continue to show resilience, regardless. Just like Matt said, just like just as you had said, and I think it's beautiful just to see that now you know in a sense nothing can stop us. So with that being said, I just have a question for you: as um, why do victim survivors of genocide need recognition? What is the importance of recognizing genocide? What would happen if not? Why not just bury it in the ground, forget it, put it past us, and walk on? Why do we need to recognize it? I mean, I think you can you can see why, right? As in the tensions on the island are one thing. You know, there's no peace, right? There's not really a really stable uh, peace on the island at the moment. People are still being oppressed. But um, I think in in terms of recognition, there's just because these terms and these um, um, the way. These, these these themes are engaged with are so political, you know. There shouldn't be a question about whether it's a genocide or not, or whether we'll get, we, you know, we know it is, right? Yeah. So 
it's 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 a, it's become a political thing to kind of deny it, right? So when the I don't know the Canadian Prime Minister refuses to say it's a genocide, that's a political act, Definitely. right? It's not. Or when you know he does a statement and he recognizes that people died, but he doesn't, you know, it doesn't go far enough, and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's deliberate, right? Mm-hmm. Why is that? They don't. They probably don't want to piss off the Sri, Sri Lankans uh, right. too much, right? Um, and I think this is this is what actually hinders. You know, you know, we all want the same thing. We're on a, a peaceful island, in whichever way it is, where yeah. people can live, yeah, peace, yeah. right? I think I think no one uh, dis- disagrees with that. In order for that to happen, certain things need to be addressed. And, you know, you can't um, uh, terrorize or traumatize people so much and not provide them with the, with the answers for it, which is where I think genocide recognition would go some way in healing. But, you know, we, need, we of course, need more than that. We also need accountability, Definitely. right? We still have, you know, the, uh, the Canadian ambassador attending these military parades in, in Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. right, in, in Colombo. So there's still a friendly relationship where they feel for some reason, their the Canadian government's relationship with the Sri Lankan state is more important than Tamil Canadians. Right. Right. And that, in my view, is outrageous. And I think that's really something that um, in, 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 in every country, not just Canada, but where we really have to kind of step it up and also be like, like we, we, we are your citizens. Like you, no, listen, you, you need to respect what we say. Yeah. Yeah. So with, with your experience and with your knowledge, do we see any like progression with the, uh, I guess, the next generation uh, individuals, both Tamils and Sinhalese in Sri Lanka right now, are they now uh, looking to work together in more more scenarios or is it still very embedded that this is the separation that is to be ongoing? Well, I, I mean, there have always been efforts to bring communities together, right? And, you know, in my, in my travels, um, and we, you know, we have worked with... Um, single individuals and, and, and groups in the in the past. And um, of course, there are people who understand us, right? But when it comes to these, you know, I call them these Kumbaya events, right? When, you, you know, you bring everyone around a fire and everyone holds hands and claps and sings, right? Yeah. Those sort of things happen, yeah. right? But, you know, I, I was speaking to this uh, Tamil teacher who had taken his students to one of these things. And we, you know, this was in a, in a temple or something and we met. And he said, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. right? So it's only one side that's able to be free and open, yeah, right? right? The Tamil side cannot. Mm-hmm. So it's not sustainable. Yeah, so yeah. the government can say, oh, look, everyone's peaceful here. There's no fighting all, all they want. But the fact is, one side is heavily oppressed 100%. in what they do. And we saw this yesterday with, with, with the Murlivaka remembrance, Definitely. right? And this is the thing. The state is so insecure. It cannot allow Tamils to mourn the dead. That's right. right. And that's important to remember. Exactly. Um, and it's so insecure that, you know, its military is one of the largest in the world, comp- you know, in relation to its country size. That's right. right. It's bigger than France's or Germany's um, um, military. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than the UK's military, actually. Right. Yeah. And um, it's divided in seven, seven divisions. And five of those divisions are have bases in the Tamil homeland. Mm-hmm. Right. So why are they so scared? Twelve years. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, we all know there's not going to be any picking up of arms right. anytime soon, right? right? But they're still that that insecure about you know we can't let these guys 
like angataak like like uh, politics is interested like they just want to move mm-hmm. on but what we need to do is look at the voting patterns right exactly the tamil people overwhelmingly vote for tamil nationalist parties who say they're for self determination and for international justice and the party say it was a genocide yeah right what the parties do is something else i think you know especially the tna there's there's you know a, a, a quite dishonest engagement in how how they talk to the tamil people and then how they you know Uh, how they mm-hmm. talk to the state right but but overall in 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 that campaigning that's the campaign that's what they campaign on so you know people can't can't um can't deny that that uh, tamil nationalism is still the dominant uh idea that's formative of tamil politics that that that, that says a lot actually right and i don't right think that you could have um, put it better in words to be honest i'm right now i'm actually shivering a bit because the way that you put it was just so spot on there's like there's genuinely no better way to put it and uh, you also actually brought up uh, mulivaikal as well can you just explain what is mulivaikal um is it a place is it a is it a what who what when or why what is it what comes behind it and if you don't mind just explaining that for me yeah of course um uh, yeah mulivaikal is a, quite a small hamlet uh, in in the mulethiva district and towards the end of 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 the war um as he actually was was withdrawing from from the front lines um it's where you know uh, we don't know the exact number but up to 430,000 uh, Thomas civilians were herded into and that's where the final massacres occurred and you know kind of the last few days and weeks of the um of the war and so it's be- it's become a symbol in itself right it's become kind of this this place this location of um where where people go to go to remember and it's it's there's a huge military camp there we're pretty certain that there are mass graves there we you know i've i've been several times and you know you can still find things that are um you know remnants of the ltt or you know civilians in the suitcases and saris mm-hmm. toys and it's quite heartbreaking to to be there mm-hmm. um and over the years it's become kind of this this place where where people gather to remember on the day but also you know generally i think you know for people from the diaspora people often go and visit that place right Uh, as a mark of of, of respect mm-hmm. and uh, i mean i was lucky to be there on on may 18 in in 2019 and it's just in, incredible to to describe right and it's um uh i mean you know it's it's where it all happened it's where the war ended right and you're there with the people who were there at the time right so um uh it's quite a, like a, a, a very special place and i think we can it's 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 one of those things where you know we keep creating our own our, our history now our narratives and Amulivaka plays a basically hugely important role in that so that that's why all the more reason that we need to observe Mulivaikal and make sure it's something that we we push out yes definitely yeah with regards to pearl going back to the organization that you are a part of and that you have taken many initiatives a part of as well um how can an organization such as pearl bring awareness with the aid and efforts to those around them how can someone who does want to take part or may want to get involved with pearl how can they do that um if you don't mind explaining that as well yeah of course i think um so pearl does not just uh, advocacy work but we also have um uh, uh, you know a research team 
um, that, for example, conducts research on militarization or on singularization. Um, and, uh, you know, it, re it really depends. And, and Pearl's kind of growth has been um, quite limited in a way. So we're not a membership organization, right? We're not trying, we're also not trying to be like a community organization, right? Mm -hmm. We 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 felt quite early that to be most effective in what we do, we keep it limited and we focus on, on this advocacy and and, and, and the research. Right. Um, and we periodically put, put you know, when we need people, we do we do publish um, job postings and, you know, we we also do strongly believe that people should be compensated for the time and mm -hmm. we, 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 we do want to pay people. Um, as, I mean, it's not, you know, we can, of course we're, you know, still a <laughs> charity organization. We don't have a lot of money, but, but we do try, we, we try to also change kind of the culture of, of Tamil organizing in, 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 in those ways where, um, we also act in ways that we build institutions that are sustainable. Right. So, you know, I've, I've, I used to be the advocacy director, but I've now stepped back, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm now doing a PhD. I'm I don't have I'm not that involved with the day to day uh, anymore, which is which is great because there are other people who you know are taking taking the lead and are are, are doing things. Yeah. Um. And you know the team has grown substantially, and and it shows that you know we don't we there will always be someone else that can do this, and not one person is is is, is this, uh, indispensable, right? We always have to kind of have this. Uh, um, um, uh, new blood coming in and new people come in and, and, and do this sort of work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think in, in general, um, not everyone, and we know not everyone is politically active, right? Mm -hmm. We know not everyone is going to go and do the political work of contacting your MP or something like that, right? right? Mm -hmm. If you are thus inclined, please do so. In that case, you can contact an organization like Pearl and we can give you a brief and we can give you kind of tips and you know, how to write a letter or what kind of points to bring to them or what's important at this point in time mm -hmm. to raise with your particular MP. Right. Um, I, I, other than that, I, I think even for the, the people who don't want to do that sort of work, it's it's the stuff that we said before, right? The kind of really small stuff, even, right. right? And I was, I was thinking about the restaurants in, in Toronto, for example, and it's sometimes, you know, you see, um, I mean, I know you've had Kitchen Gorilla on and he's one of the few people who's like, this is Tamil food. Right, it's right. yes, not right. like this is Sri Lankan food, but yes. we still see a lot of restaurants yeah. who talk about Sri Lankan food, Sri Lankan yeah. cuisine, and it's quite a shame because in Tamil we never say oh you Sri Lankan yeah, yeah. we say Tamil yeah. Tamil yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think those sort of things are important, and people yeah. you know may not necessarily feel it like this is a this is like a big deal, yeah, but yeah. It actually, I mean. I, I definitely encourage that these sort of things are also the symbolism is quite important. Definitely, but, yeah. I, but I think that's co also coming with the newer generation as well too. I think yes. even with the older yeah. generation, the the early diaspora, like our parents and that generation before, came out of a survival, right? So they yes. they were kind of just working with what they got and went went for, went from there. But I think that yeah. I, I do have hope that the newer generation is definitely moving on on the right path, and it's it's all compounded, right? With time, I think we're yeah. gonna we're gonna get there. So, uh, Mario, speaking of uh, you guys being a charity organization, just a few weeks ago, you guys uh, conducted the Tamil Art Auction. So tell us a little bit about what the goal of this was and what you guys accomplished with this. I actually don't know much about that um, <laughs> because, as I said, I've, um, I've been in my um, um, uh, university um, hall. Um, and, I mean, this is, this is also what's great. I think, you know, yeah. after uh, me and Tasha, our executive director, uh, oh, being... 
in um, leading a lot of the stuff in the initial years after I joined in 2015. Right. You know, at this point, is actually there, there are projects happening that I have no idea. That's about, good. Right? That's great. Just happening, which is, which is absolutely amazing. Amazing, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite pleased. But I, as far as I know, it was very successful and uh, raised. So I think you're um, you're also busy now with because you're you're also getting a PhD is 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 what you mentioned. Yes. So you're going to become Doctor Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I hope so. It's, 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 <laughs> That's an intended reference. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a struggle. And, <laughs> yeah. um, I, uh, my educational history is uh, pretty checkered. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, I've never done political science. I, I don't have a master's. I have a very bad yep. degree in uh, business management. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, no, it's this, it's this work that kind of, you know, put me on this path, right? And I mean, I'm very, very glad and grateful to have had support from, you know, more senior Tamil academics who've kind of um, supported me and encouraged me to do this because I would have never had confidence otherwise. Mario, Mario I, have um, a, I have a random question here for you. And yeah. um, I don't know, us here, like as Canadians, we feel like we identify very strongly as Tamil Canadians. But when we Canadians have an idea of like Tamils that settled in the United States, for some reason, we just don't see them identifying as uh, Tamil Americans, I guess, per se. Maybe they just adapt to the American culture and just maybe just go along with being Sri Lankan or whatnot, because we don't hear much from them. There's not many people out there like that. So how is it different uh, out in the United States than it is here in Toronto with many people uh, from the Tamil area? There's actually a lot of uh, dispro- a disproportionate level amount of work being done by Tamils in, in the U.S., which, you know, the impact that Tamil, the, the Tamil diaspora has it on U.S. politics is quite significant. Um, uh, relatively speaking, in in terms of how small the population actually is, and I mean, our, our founders, you know, born and raised in America, so I think there are, you know, there's a significant number who are quite active in this. But I think on the on this broader sense as to you know why in some countries it's a bit more you know Tamil or Tamil mm-hmm. nationalist than it seems in other countries. I mean, America is a big country; it's a small Tamil population spread all over. But also, what's different in the US and in the UK, I would say, um, uh, than in Canada, in Europe, in Germany, Switzerland, Italy, those sort of countries is that uh, the nature of migration was somewhat different. Right. So when initially the uh, uh, educational discrimination happened in the 50s and 60s, it, it was the upper caste doctors who, and you know, engineers who left the country. Right and who settled in the U.S. and in the U.K. Right, right, right. And I mean, this is where caste and class actually plays a huge role in also how how those communities develop, right? And um, and I think you know we we've, we've done a pretty good job of kind of being that, but those divides still exist, yeah. right? We yeah. can still see even in a place like L.A., which has a fairly significant population, that there are uh, these 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 issues that come there. You know, the more recent refugee families, um, um, you know, and I think now we we're at a fourth fourth wave now maybe even right mm-hmm. with the, the 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 most recent arrival so i think there there are there, there are various reasons which you know I, I don't think i can go into now but um I, I think i mean if you look at germany for example right it's also very very spread out and you you, you still get a very tamil community right a very very, right. very tamil there right whereas in the u.s and and I, I sympathize in a way i mean i was born in and raised in a small german village and people didn't know what Sri Lanka was or what Tamil was, right? I, I thought I was German, right? I was quite, you know, not very fond of the Tamil community as such because I, you know, I only saw mm-hmm. the conservative, negative side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a lot of, kind of our generation kind of had those experiences, right? 
Um, and at that point, I just thought I was German, right? And if I if I hadn't moved to England, if I hadn't moved to London, who knows, right? I, I could have also been just, you know, just a German Sri Lankan or something right. like that. Right, right. You just don't know, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, 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 it's a good question, but I think it's quite a complex, complex question. And I've, especially with the work through, through Pearl, we've met so many Tamil Americans who can't speak Tamil or don't, but I have such a passion and, right. um, right. drive to support the cause and, you know, people who change their degrees midway to do human rights law, things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm quite quite um proud of our, our american team because we have you know such such great talents there who are who are um, um as committed as anywhere else so nice I think you touched on a good point there, actually, that uh, uh, I think there are people who don't speak the language or don't speak Tamil and may feel uh, that they don't belong in supporting these causes and things of that sort. So what do you have to say for these people who don't speak the mother tongue, but still truly believe in everything that they stand for? No, I think and, and I think this is where, you know, Tamil nationalism or what we kind of see as our people, we really need to kind of be clear on this, right? Mm-hmm. We would what are we saying? Are we putting limits on who's Tamil now, right? Sorry, or who's right. part of the nation and who isn't, right? right. Um, and, you know, I would ask yourself, you know, who, who do you think counts as a, as a Tamil or Ulam mm-hmm. Tamil, right? Yeah. Is language really a requirement? Because right. in that case, you know, I, you know, my nieces may not, may not make the cut, right? Right, right. right. Um, so, you know, as in, and, and I think this is where we, we really have to go back to identity what we it's more what we what we do in terms of you know being Tamil right yeah, yeah. um and yeah language is one one thing but it can't it, it that can't be the defining defining right. factor yeah. especially yeah. because of our diaspora our sure. culture and language is synonymous to say it's under the same yes. name of Tamil I, yeah. I would say even if you don't speak the language there's yeah, some yeah, part of the culture Tamil. that you're yeah, still yeah. it's so rich yeah, it literally it best way to put it is just Tamil Kalacharam that it's yeah. like those two <laughs> words have so much in it whether it's arts whether it's the interest in politics yes. that one mm-hmm. may have or yeah. um, like uh, like Cypher said whether it's the language it's so deeply enshrined and there's so much in it that it's it's truly impossible to be able yeah. to know all of it However, just having that passion, just having that interest is is that itself is is more than enough. And yeah. Mario, if you don't mind me touching on it as well, um, you did mention that you have been to Sri Lanka a couple of times and your experience in 2019, I believe that you said. Um, how many yeah. times have you gone? What was your experience like every time? Um, how how is Jaffna? How is Tamil Ulam? How would you put it in words? Um, I mean, I was I was lucky enough to go back during the ceasefire twice. Um, and uh, once in 2003 and once in 2005, I was quite, quite young and useless. I didn't really do anything much. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when the government changed in 2015, um, it became safer for, you know, activists and, you know, people like me who were quite prominent and had their names out there to, to, to return. Um, and I went back, uh, I want to say eight times since then wow. uh, or seven times. Uh, yeah, so I, I tried to go uh, twice a year mm-hmm. um, as part of Pearl's work, right? Um, and we were conducting research there. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, and I think, I think you know, we, we ask ourselves these questions, right? I mean, I think a lot of us do that without openly asking us, right? Like, what do people dare really say, right? right, right. And I mean, I'm, I know, I am confident that it's fine, right? But the first time I went, like, nevertheless, I was still kind of, Oh, man, I hope I hope it's okay, right? Yeah. I hope you know you have this fear that like, people will be like, oh, you know, because people keep telling you this, right? In mm. family settings and blah blah. Oh, Angela, I'm saying I'm okay. I'm going to be around. Definitely, right? Um, 
But I went back and I was stunned, right? Because the the level of kind of just the natural, it, it's, it's, it's just taken for granted that you are nationalist mm-hmm. in a way, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is everywhere. And, and I think, you know, in the Vani, in places like Vertigo and in the East, and I think, you know, as a diaspora, we, we're often so Japanese focused that we, you know, forget about the other parts, right? That's right. Um, and I, you know, I always make a point to spend significant amounts of time in the East. Uh, in in particular, especially, and um, even there, you know, we, you know, as part of the research on militarization, you know, we'd be driving around, riding around on a motorbike or in a car, you know, doing these things, and um, I got to see a lot of 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 of, of the region, and um, you know, the random people that you meet, it's it's so natural the way conversation flows, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're you're from abroad, or you're oh, you're from here, oh, okay, then you guys are the protesting ones, good, good, keep it up, that sort of thing keeps coming right? right it kept propping up right yeah. um and i think that's 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 hard i mean after the first time I, I went i was fine i was like you know within a few days i was like okay you know what these are my people this is, yeah. this right. is great this is so, we're, we're, we're on the right path yeah. so that danger that sorry that n- narrative of that you know and the people back home everyone's okay that that's actually a very dangerous narrative then then to, to be pushing is from what i'm getting it, from the it's, it's dishonest right and i had i remember this conversation i had with my aunt um in 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 just outside of Jaffna. And she actually did say this, right? And you know, bear in mind all her family are outside, right? And this is the thing, you also have to see who are you talking to, right? Because right, yeah. yeah, maybe in Jaffna you hear it more than you hear it in the Vanni or in, in, in Matakura, right? Oh, right, right. And she, she was saying, No, you know, in your Pretinemilla, blah blah you guys are wasting your time in your Pretinemilla, right? Literally, like ten minutes later, she was complaining about the land that the military had taken. <laughs> right, her, her land. Yeah. I was like, "Well, you know, you just said it's fine." She's like, "Oh yeah, but still, you know, these guys are not. You know, they're not. Mm-hmm. It's those guys, right? They never say Angara Angara Rano, right? They always yeah. say, oh, right? right? So you know, in, it's in those small things where you see Tamils have not bought into the idea of a Sri Lankan state being their state, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's that's. Um, I think that's that's quite important and quite significant and important for people here to also know, right? And yeah, there will always be people who who who, who talk shit, but you know, I don't I don't think we can um, address it. Um, we should we should look into that too much. Mm-hmm. And and this is the thing, right? We are not trying to talk on behalf of people back home. Yeah, right. right? We are talking on behalf of us. I'm I'm talking on behalf of me. Right, right, right. right, right so exactly. I'm saying this is what I believe needs to happen, right? Yeah. Um, and we should always be skeptical about people who kind of say, oh, you know, we are the voice for the voices. Because people there are not voiceless. They are doing so many, they, they bloody commemorate Mawir and us, That's right? right? That's right. Through all this oppression and repression, right? So people there are, are, you know, very, you know, very much aware of what's happening and very astute in terms of what needs to be done when. Yeah, so right. at important times, people there rally and protest and march, right? They right. they hurt. And, and yeah, it's our role to support that. Definitely. Yeah. Right. And I think on even social media, mainly, of course, especially with how the world is, um, you know, advancing, I see many people saying, um, you know, why do you care? You are someone from Canada. You are fr- someone from Germany. You are someone from America. You you're move on with life, you know, go on with it, move on. But it's also to say that exactly what you had just said before as well, to rephrase it, just to say that, you know, our pain that we go through through that intergenerational trauma is not to say that we are equating our pain to the pain that they suffered, you know, physically being they're physically enduring it going through that in adult, that whole process of of literally atrocity right but i think yeah. it's it's always important to take that step forward just like you said regardless of what is stepping you back as well 
So yeah, and it's also who's who's we, right? As in, exactly. you know, we in Canada, especially, we have people who came in after two thousand nine who right. did right. go through all that, Definitely. right? So you know, um, and it's it's you know it's this is it's like a running joke now, right? Mm-hmm. As in, you know, people there might say something, and then they come here, and they'll be at the protest holding the flag, mm-hmm. right? As in, it's 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 just a natural kind of pro- progression, right? So, um, this this idea that we and them are like separate and different is something that we have to dismantle right it's right. way more fluid than that and um way more interconnected than 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 than, than people give us credit for 100 i mean yeah the, i gotta like i gotta say right like i've taken all, all of this in like when you think about it generation after generation yes. we were on this beautiful island living our lives soaking in the sun <laughs> going to the be- uh, going yeah. to the ocean to go for a swim why the heck are we in nations like canada freezing our butts <laughs> off you know right. after having a summer for two minutes you know yes. so I, i'm telling you man no, no. this was the power market when i see all the snow blow and traveling snow and i'm like okay he's in london no we don't have this problem right there's obviously reasons why we are here and you know i think like yeah, yeah, organizations yeah. like pearl and people like yourself we need that um yeah. we need that we need we need, it's very important what's happened to us is definitely not not right it's it's an injustice the world is full of injustices and like that being said it's not it's not okay to brush under the rug and just keep mo- yes. moving forward mm-hmm. even if it's not just for the tamil people of the world like oh, yeah. that fact that something like this that as atrocious happened and needs to be addressed and disassembled you know in in yes. the, in the yeah. government of sri lanka the sri lanka state needs to be held accountable yes. if not for the tamils but for the rest of the world it's widespread you know? right. widespread education that's 100 percent. Mm-hmm. once again mario we appreciate you coming coming through and giving us you know this this opening our eyes even more 100 yeah. yeah. right and mario a, a lot of no, what no, you thanks said, for having me. a lot of what you said had definitely you know it's easy to read it's easy to kind of uh, give yourself misinformation as well right but everything that you had said it really kind of opened our eyes 10 times more mm-hmm, per se and so thank you so much for taking and your time and we hope like our some of our listeners as do, as much as we like to believe that most people know about some of these things that's why we had to get down to the the nitty gritty stuff and right. get to the details so that we make sure that everyone is educated on these topics definitely yeah no i'm glad i'm glad uh, you guys have, you know do the show and um, you know these sort of things are very important in our you know cultural understanding and and um, nation building also so thank you for having me that Perfect. being said and thanks again mario appreciate thank you, you coming so no thank you take care so those old metal cups in the cupboard collect dust i think feeling okay with and this is too much trust to ask myself try my best before i laugh at myself try my best before i laugh at myself all the sudden rays rush these and mias and abuse i watch how i choose to spend my days fragmented examples i carry close to fend my case never thought that i would have to defend my face uh.